Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today we are covering the events surrounding the Princess of Astorius Awards that were held, well, all of the events. <laughs> the official awards were held Friday, October 22nd, but all of the events started on October 21st through today, which is October 23rd of 2021. So, um, very similar to the special episode we did last week. Um, on the Earthshot Prize, we are going to go over a few key pieces of information, um, and then this one is going to be a little bit different in that we're just going to talk about the events of the past three days, um, and then talk about the winners of this year's awards, and some of the other like fun stories, anecdotes, thoughts, all the things. Um, so... Let's jump in with a little bit of background information of the Princess of Astorius Awards. So, in 1980, these awards were created um, after democracy had been restored to Spain and the monarchy was decidedly so by this point. Um, and so by now the heir to the throne has the title Prince of Astorius, um, or Princess of Astorius now, but then in 1980, it was the then Prince of Astorius, Felipe, who is now the king. So in 1980, a group of like three men got together and decided to create these awards, um, to do a couple of things, including, um, tie that connection to the heir to the throne with the principality that bears, or that he bears the title of. Um, Baird, again. It's very confusing because we've had a change and, you know, the organizational name has changed. Um, so, at 12 years old, then Prince Felipe became the honorary president of the Prince of Astorius Foundation that would um, award individuals or organizations throughout the world who are exemplary in the categories of arts, communications, and humanities, social sciences, sports, literature, international cooperation, technical and scientific research, and Concord, which is basically like... Um, a, a catch-all category where the organization that wins is doing fantastic work for the world in general. Um, so that is how it had, it went for little less than 40 years. And then in 2014, the Prince of Astorias became now King Felipe. And there was a new heir to the throne, bearing the title Princess of Astorius. So, in 2015, the organization awards all the things went under a name change, obviously to reflect the change um, within the country and the monarchy. So, at the ripe old age of, I think, 10? Eh, 9? 
Princess Leonor became the honorary president of the Princess of Astorius Foundation, attending her first ceremony, giving her first speech um, in 2019. So, um four years later after the awards bared her name, but five years after becoming the Princess of Astorius. So that is a little bit of a background. It's not like a um, cohesive background of everything, but it certainly gets the gist across of what goes on. Um, it is, you know, it's a, it's a cool little, little award scheme. It's great. Um, so... Now we're going to jump in to the last three days of events that we have had. Um, so every week leading up to the awards, there's something called the Semano de Premios, which is basically week of awards. Um, so this is the week leading up. It marks when most of the laureates arrive um, and then they are holding events and press conferences and different roundtables throughout. Um, that week. There are also a ton of other things to do in Astorias during Semano de Premios. Um, and part of that is there is a nightly, maybe even couple of times a day concert held at the uh, Prince Felipe Auditorium, which is a concert hall that obviously bears now the king's name. Um, every year the the final concert is attended by the royal family, or usually it's Felipe and Letizia. Um, this year, it was attended by King Felipe, Queen Letizia, the Princess of Astorias, and Infanta Sofia. Um, this also marked the first time that we have seen Leonor since she went to school at the end of August. Like, it's not like it's been that long, and typically we don't see her all that often anyway, um, but it's always a big deal when she is here and obviously coming from coming home from Wales is like an even bigger deal. Um, so that was where a lot of the excitement lied. Also, this was the first time they attended the event. So they arrived there. One thing I love slash also find extremely annoying, um, is Astorius is kind of, um, the Spanish land of bagpipes. So there are lots of banda gaitas, which are bagpipes, um, all over Astorias. So Astorias is a very lush green part of Spain. Um, it is very similar in, not completely, but it is lush and green and very similar to like Scotland. And also there's a lot of bagpipes. So like even more connection there. Um, but every time <laughs> anything happens in, uh, with the royal family during this particular week, there is a band of, band of bagpipes waiting for them. Um, so that is how they arrived. They arrived to the music of the, um, I'm not sure which band of, band of, uh, bagpipes this was. Um, there's one that always plays at the awards that also played at Felipe and Letizia's wedding, um, in 2004, like just genuinely all the things. Um, so very much a part of Astorian culture. However, I say they're slightly annoying. I love them once. Um, 
but then after that, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm very over these. We can move on. Um, sorry, but that's how I feel. Anyway, um, so they arrived, they met with all the, uh, um, necessary authorities, like everyone who's attending, um, and then part, they were able to obviously watch the concert. Um, this year the concert was a tribute to a previous winner of the Princess of Astorias Awards on the 25th anniversary of their, this person's win. Um, after the concert, they met with the like officials, so like conductor, organizer, etc., um, and then went onto the stage and met with the performers. Now, noticeably, we are still living in a global pandemic, and Spain is um, at least from the perspective of what it looks like. Um, Spain is still taking this pandemic very seriously, and that masks are being worn and um, measures are in place for protection, especially this week with the awards. Um, so there weren't as many members of the orchestra, um, as there normally are, but there were still a good few that were able to speak to the royal family. And, um, yeah, also just like genuinely the amount of support that the royals receive on this weekend weekend is astounding like so many people um and if I am lucky enough I will be one of those people next year um come out to see the royals they will travel um they are also just like Felipe was the prince of Astorias and really made a connection there for so long um Queen Letizia is from Astoria, so, like, it's a lot of feeling like being at home for them, um, and also just, like, they're very supported up there, um, so it is a lot of talking and waving and thanking people and meeting people, it's just, it's very cool. So, that was the first night. Then we get to day two, so day two is award day. Um, it is also in the morning-ish, um, it's like 11 a.m. noon time, like time in Spain, but that counts as morning there. Um, so they, the royal family held, holds various audiences. So this year was more than last year, um, because we are not in the throes of a pandemic. So this year was very on par with what typically happens. Um, so the first group they met with were the winners of the Medal of Astorias, which has nothing to do with the awards, uh, the Princess of Astorias awards, but rather, um, like, each autonomous community or a lot of autonomous communities have medals that they can present for various good deeds and civil acts. So that is what were being presented or meeting with the winners there and then they met um so this is like the big one of the day they met with the presidents of the juries um members of the board for the foundation of the princess of astorias um and then after that the winners of the princess of astorias awards received their um so they met the royal family i think at this point for the first time um and then they received, um, each winner gets like a lapel pin that they can wear that night. Um, 
and have obviously for the rest of their life. It's one of the perks of being a winner. It is certainly not the largest perk. There is a monetary prize um, as well as a very lovely ginormous trophy um, that they receive later. They don't actually get it during the ceremony. They get like a certificate, um, but they receive that lapel pin. So Leonore hands that out. Um, and that is like the, the big part of the audiences. Um, and then after that, they also met with, um, the winners of the end of the degree 2019-2020 award from the University of Oviedo. So those were the audiences. Um, there were a couple of things during this that I wanted to point out. Um, and so that includes me talking about one of the winners, even though that's actually going to be like in the next set of segments. Um, but there was a moment, um, where Queen Letizia, she did this with a couple of winners, um, but like Queen Letizia, Infanta Sofia, and Princess Leonor eventually all were like having this conversation with Gloria Steinem. So Gloria Steinem is one of the winners this year. She is United States feminist icon, like leader of the feminist movement here in the States. Um, just like someone who most liberal left-leaning women, maybe all women, but, like, especially, um, feminists and people who fight for equality and equal justice and all the things, um, no Gloria Steinem. And I just, like, there is this fine line, right? And we'll talk about this in a minute because I'm gonna critique Gloria Steinem when I talk about her in the award section. Um, but, like, there's this very fine line between being political and, like, being genuinely interested. And um, Gloria Steinem, whether you agree with her politics or whatever's, um, is one of the coolest people in history to, like, in my opinion and also, like, the opinion of a lot of people, um... And, like, to just see the three women of the Spanish royal family just, like, beeline for her to have that conversation, I thought was awesome. Um, okay, so then that was fun. And then um, one thing I don't talk about because I don't typically talk about former Queen of Spain, Queen Sofia, um, very often, but she does attend these awards, um, typically every, I mean, I don't think she has missed an award ceremony since 1981 when the first awards were presented. She was even at the founding charter in 1980. Obviously she had a 12 year old son that like she was supporting in this, but like she has gone every year since the beginning. Um, and so she arrived to Oviedo, um, in the afternoon, also got to meet with the winners, um, and I'm not sure if this was, like, the first time she had seen Leonore since they, since Leonore had been back, um, but, like, so many hugs, um, it was very cute. Anyway, moving on, um, so that is the first part of awards day, then we get on to awards ceremony day. So, there's a good span of time between this. Um, I think the 
meeting um like the audience with the winners is done by like probably one or so one thirty, the latest at two um and then everyone goes and gets changed into the evening attire um and then at 6.30, the awards start. So at 6.30, the royal family arrived um, to the ceremony. So this is um, the ceremony. Honestly, like the lead up is great. Um, the ceremony itself it, it's a great production ceremony. I, I mean, it's nothing like Earthshot Prize. It's much more formal. It's like kind of the Nobel Peace Prize feel or Nobel Prize feel in that it's just very official. Um, but it's always, you know, I think it's good to know what, what's happening, um, especially if you're not watching it. Also, it's all in Spanish. So, like, I very much understand if you don't watch it. Um and I'll be honest, today, as I'm sitting here on Saturday, I still have not watched the full thing. I've watched most of it, um, but I haven't watched all the speeches or anything like that. Um, I've watched half of them. Um, so, the royal family arrives. They walk through the center of um, the uh, Campamore Theater. They ascend to the stage. And then they have like a table that they sit at. So the president of the Prince of, of um, the Autonomous Community of Astorias sits there. And then it's Leonor, Felipe, Letizia, Sophia, and then the president of the foundation sits by Sophia. Um, is how it is right now. That's how it's been for the past few years. Um, we'll see how long. Felipe, Letizia, and Sophia are sitting at the table. You know, we'll just, we'll see. Um, as Leonor is 15. I don't expect a lot of changes anytime soon. But I do expect changes eventually, just not like tomorrow, not next year or anything like that, to my knowledge. Um, so the president of the foundation gives a speech where he thanks all the important people, the royal family, etc., for coming and supporting the awards, obviously, because um, really without their support, it'd be a really tough award situation. Um, and then winners give a speech. Uh, some of the winners give a speech. So to start, it was the winner of the literature award. Um, and then Gloria Steinem again, and this is where I'm going to critique her. Um, so I was recently, not that recently, I've been aware of it um, because I do this. Americans are super annoying about politics and I apologize. Um, obviously, we're going through something over here, um, but we're super annoying about it. And I know I've done it on this podcast like, I, I'm sorry. I, I apologize truly um, because it's super annoying. So here's the thing. Gloria Steinem, as mm, maybe not, used to be as liberal as they come. Um, feminist icon, equal rights for everybody icon. Um, you know, obviously she's going to say things along those lines. And I'm totally cool if we focus on the social issues. Totally cool, you know. I think focusing on that 
in the presence of the royal family, totally fine. You know what not to focus on in front of the Spanish royal family? How European, namely Spanish and British colonists came on to Native American land um, and murdered and raped and, you know, basically had a genocide. All true, all accurate, I've said it too. I talked about this on Spain's National Day. It's a very conflicting thing for me to talk about. However, you don't say it in front of the royals. At least I wouldn't. I don't know. I was very annoyed. You know what else you don't do? Try and get a reaction from them about Donald Trump. Because they literally can't give you one. Like, watching these four people try and... Watching them stay neutral, knowing that Gloria Steinem, icon, someone... We don't know a lot about the girls. Obviously, they're teenagers. They probably don't have political beliefs. We don't know anything about Felipe's political beliefs. He was raised in a bubble. We do understand a little bit of Queen Letizia's leanings. Um, and she's probably all on board. Look, I'm not saying she is. Definitely not making that statement. But like, she, can't, she literally cannot react. She has met the man. She has sat in the same room as Donald Trump. It is the worst thing I have ever witnessed, but like, you know, they have. Because that's how royalty and heads of state work. <sighs> I lost my mind watching Gloria Steinem's speech because I respect her so much. And I am of the opinion that there's a time and the place. And when you're sitting in front of an, a, a table of royals who have to be politically neutral... I am not saying they cannot be political, but they have to be neutral. They can't be partisan. They can't laugh at things about Donald Trump because that's not a good thing. Um, it's just super awkward. That's how I felt. I felt like it was super awkward. Also, you're in Spain. Everyone just laughs at us about Donald Trump. Like... Anyway, just a little rant because it was annoying to me. And if you disagree with me, that's okay. Um, like, if you would have brought it up in front of them, cool. I personally would not. In a private conversation, maybe. Not that that's ever going to happen. But still, not on a big stage. So, that's my little rant. But then she also said, like, this really sweet, amazing thing that, like makes me forgive all where she talked about how she, you know, she has all these awards and she does. She has obviously been awarded with all the kinds of things. Never, this is what she says, and I haven't done a ton of research on it, but she has never, apparently never received an award that bears a woman's name. This is the first one. Gloria Steinem is ancient. She's not, but she is up there in years and she received an award named for a now 15 year old just let that sink in just let that sink in for a minute Gloria Steinem has been winning awards probably since the 80s maybe the 90s it's 2021 she's had one award with a, women, a woman's name on it 
I'm genuinely concerned. Also, like, this is why Gloria Steinem exists. So anyway, that is Gloria Steinem's speech. That's my rant. Moving on. The awards were then presented to the winners. Um, so this is where their certificate. So they come up to the head of the table, um, receive the certificate from Leonor, and then go and get a standing ovation. Um, or claps. Um, there was one group that received the standing ovation, the winners for the Scientific and Technical Research Award um, were actually all of the researchers behind the development of the various vaccines of COVID-19, against COVID-19. Um, and they got a very long standing ovation. Which is probably the most well-deserved thing. Oh my gosh, it makes me, it made me cry then. It still makes me cry. <sighs> because, I mean, seriously, what a thing that they have given us so quickly. You know, I know that we're so far into this pandemic, but like, think of where we had, we would be without them. Without the hope of a vaccine, without anything. You know, I mean, we had... A vaccine quickly less than 10 months after this thing started I was vaccinated within a year of COVID starting so um, yeah they earned their standing ovation um, and then there are more speeches by two more winners um, so this year it was um, chef Jose Andres who won the Concord Award and then one of the vaccine researchers. Um, and then Leonor gives a speech. So this year her speech was focused on how young people can specifically, um, young people specifically can learn from the work that the winners of this year's awards have done. Um, and all the things that they do. She talked about how their work has specifically motivated her um, and her continued education, like both literal education, but also training, because at some point in a very long time, she will be the queen of Spain, um, in theory, at least. I think she will, but I'm not Spanish, so what do I know? Um, and... So that was her speech. It was like she mentioned this is the first year she mentioned each of the award winners by name, which was exciting. Um, and then King Felipe gives a speech. This is arguably one of the most important speeches he gives every year. Um, it is the especially when he was the Prince of Astorias, it was certainly the most ex um, important one he gave because it was like the biggest speech. Um, I mean, now he's giving speeches about Angela Merkel and things like that. He didn't do that when he was the Prince of Astorias. Um, but he does now, obviously. We, he just did that, I think, earlier or later last week. Um, so, and then the awards are over. The royal family leaves. This year there was a really cute there. It rains a lot in Oviedo. Um, it's just very wet 
there. And so there was a pop-up shower as they were leaving. So there was a very cute umbrella moment where everyone had an umbrella except for Felipe, whose umbrella was being held by Queen Letizia, who is substantially shorter than her husband. And it was hilarious, but also adorable. Um, so that brings us to the winners. Um, that was kind of probably should have been situated in the middle of that somehow. But there, like I mentioned, there are eight categories. Um, so the winners of this year's awards, Princess of Astorius awards, were in the arts. Marina Ambrovic, um, who is a performer whose work explores body art, endurance art, and feminist art. Uh, Humanities was Gloria Steinem. Um, fun thing I did not know about Gloria Steinem is that she was born in Ohio, which is also where I was born. So that's kind of cool. Um, so we are from the same state. She lives in New York now, but still. Um, the winner for social sciences was Amartya Sin, who is a researcher focused on human development, welfare economics, and poverty, um, and how those relate to social injustices. Um, he was actually not present for the award. I think he is elderly and maybe not doing the best so he was available for video and all of that um but like covid you know it's pretty rare for attendees to miss but when there's a global pandemic like this it i think it's pretty excusable um in sports the winner was teresa perales who is a spanish swimmer in the paralympics so she is a paraplegic um who was told in 1995 that she would never walk again and then became a swimmer who has received 27 medals in the Paralympic Games, including one silver medal this year in Tokyo for the 50-meter swim. Amazing. Um, she's also, like, genuinely one of my favorite Spanish people. Um... Because, yes, I have those in my life. Um, the next winner is Emmanuel Carrer, who is a French author um, who writes specifically nonfiction, so stories based on people's real lives and real stories. Um, he also writes screenplays or adapts his books into screenplays, rather. Um, so that's awesome. Um the next one was International Cooperation, which went to the organization called CAMFED, or Campaign for Female Education, which is an organization focused on fighting for the rights of girls around the world to have access to equal education. Um, amazing. This is also what I love about the awards, is like, your there are always some names that you just know. Um... You know, like, World Central, Central Kitchen, you, I know of, I think a lot of people know of, like, I knew about World Central Kitchen before I knew Jose Andres was Spanish, so, and won this award, um, but maybe that's just because of the circle I ran in, but, um, it is a lot of, organizations you have heard of and people you have heard of but then it's also organizations like CAMFED that like is just an organization doing great work um so that was 
international cooperation, and then we get technical and scientific research, which were, again, the um, various researchers who developed different vaccines or did a lot of the research to develop all of the different vaccines, um, including the husband and wife duo that did Pfizer's. Um, it was so funny when they came and got their award. I... I kind of knew, and I, of course, remember hearing at the beginning of this that, like, a husband-wife duo um, created or researched Pfizer's vaccine, um, but I forgot, and so I was very confused when I was watching the video of, like, Leonore handing um, first the wife the, her her pen and then, and then the husband, um, and then they brought their son with them. But I was, like, very confused because it was three people and typically it's only two that come up. Um, so I was like, what is going on? And then I remembered, oh, yeah, there are um, – the Pfizer researchers are married. I, I think they're German. Um, so, again, just, like, obviously, um, last year I think the Concord Award went to healthcare workers – um, specifically Spanish healthcare workers, but like healthcare workers in general, um, which again, yes. Um, and so this year it makes sense for that to be in scientific and technical research. Um, and then the final award, so the award for Concord, which is typically the biggest award this year, it is not, but typically it is. Um, it's the like, cause it's a, a kind of catch all, um, it encompasses, like, the big projects that help the world in a very distinct way. Um, but this year, it went to Jose Andres and his organization, World Central Kitchen. So, ho Jose Andres is, um, he, he is Spanish. Um, he was born in Astorias, actually, which made last night for him really emotional. Um... I believe he does have dual citizenship, that, though, now in the U.S., I think. Um, but he created a nonprofit organization called World Central Kitchen, I believe in Haiti, for Haiti in 2010, where he literally goes wherever food is needed and provides food. Like, it doesn't matter where. Um, so, when, I think when I heard about him... Oh, gosh. I don't... I don't remember. I very much remember, like, hearing about him doing a ton of work in D.C. Um, and it was very politically motivated. But I don't remember what exactly it was for. I don't know if it was during, like, the Women's March or something like that. Um, but he provided food. Um, but he also does this, um, he went to Louisiana after Ida. Um, I mean, he's just been, he's been everywhere. Maybe it was Puerto Rico after, um, the hurricane there a couple years ago. Um, I don't know. I don't really remember. But, like, I know of him, um, and the fact that he's a historian is huge. I think that's awesome. So, that... Right, those are the award winners. That is the awards. And then we get into Saturday. Oh my gosh, I've been talking for so long. I have a lot to say. That's why we do this as a special episode. Because I can obviously not talk 
about all of these things um, in a normal episode. So that's why we do a special one. Um, so today was the delivery of the um, award for the best Astorian village. Um, so that's called Pueblo Ejemplar, which is literally exemplary town village. Um, a pueblo is a very small village in Spain that typically are very rural. Um, so the one today that won Santa Maria del Puerto um, is very, very rural, gets most of its, like, does a lot of milk production from dairy cows. Um, very, very small, have like I think you can probably count the houses and residents on like two hands. It's probably a little more than that, but not much. Um, and so they get to typically walk around the town, visit different like areas, um, which still happened. So they arrived, they saw like a, a history of the, the Pueblo. Um, and then... Um, they also, there are a ton of people who come to this. So typically it is, um, people from all over. I, last year it was very specifically just the residents. I don't think it was that this year, but there were less people than normal, obviously. Um, there, I know the foundation took a lot of care about the pandemic, um, for good reason. Um, and so they walked around, they greeted everybody, they met. There are currently four children living in the, in the Pueblo, um, which is an astronomically small number. But they met all four of them um, and had a great fun time. They, um, attend they visited the church. So this has like become a tradition. Maybe it's always been part of it. Um, I've only really paid attention to these for two years, three years, I guess now I've seen three. Um, granted the 2019 one was after it happened, uh, by like days, like we are on the two year anniversary of me paying full attention to all of these things. So this is my second and a half. Um, cause I literally got sucked in because of Leonore's speech that she gave at her first award ceremony sucked in that sounds like such negative connotation um but anyway two years um for sure so they visited the church after that they met with a family who Felipe and Letizia had already met before um but they met with the family of one of the youngest people who passed from COVID-19. Um, it was a 26-year-old man who worked in a hospital um, and caught COVID, passed away from COVID, um, leaving family devastated, obviously. Um, and they are from the region. They aren't from the town, but they're from the same, like, big city council that the town is in, um, called Somiedo. And they were invited to come visit with the king and queen and their daughters again. Um, 
And so that was a thing that is pretty emotional, obviously. Um, so after that, they walked them. So Somiedo has like a huge national park. Um, it looked beautiful, at least the parts in Santa Maria del Puerto. Um, but there is a new lookout on this in this national park, which is a lookout is a place where you can like see a huge lay of the landscape of the the area beneath you. Um, so this new lookout was created, um, and somehow, I still have no idea how this was pulled off, because it seems like it would be challenging, but maybe not. Um, the three members of the royal family knew what this thing was called, and one did not, because it was named for her. Um, so... King Felipe, Queen Letizia, and Princess Leonor surprised Infanta Sofia with the Mirador de Infanta Sofia. So it is the Infanta Sofia lookout in the Somiedo National Park. Um, there is this adorable video where she's literally saying its name is, and then she goes, Oi, a me. So like, oh, me. <laughs> um, and it's just super cute. I've watched it way more times than I should have, but it's so cute. It's just like the most pure thing I've seen all day. Um, it was amazing. And it was just really cute because like she was completely surprised and like just genuinely elated. And like the whole family was really cute about it. Also like props to everyone involved for keeping that a surprise. I feel like that would be really hard. Like, you're Leonore prepping a speech, your sister can't read it because it mentions the name of the lookout that is named for her. Um, or maybe, like, they just didn't ever say the lookout name in the speech. I don't know. Um, but, like, seriously, it's amazing. But that was the really cute part. And then there's, like, an official ceremony of the... Delivery of Pueblo Ejemplar. Excuse my dog. She has decided I need to stop recording. Um, she's getting much better, but, like, she's just done. Um, which she's right. So, there's the delivery of the Pueblo Ejemplar Award. Um, given out by Leonor as well. Leonor gives another speech. Felipe gives another speech. This time much shorter. Um, and then the day is over. Then the weekend is over. Everybody has Sunday off. Felipe comes back to work on Monday. Um, I'm not sure what the, again, I've talked about this. I'm not sure what the fall break situation is for um, United World College, but Queen Letizia doesn't have any events early on in the week. I assume Leonore has a little bit more time um, to spend at home. Could be, I could be wrong, but I assume as much. So, that is, um, what was going on. Um, that is the Princess of Astorius Award special episode for 2021. Um, obviously this is mostly an episode to just fangirl and talk about all the events in a lot of detail, um, because three days of events that I'm this excited about are really hard to talk about in general. Um, also just like, lots of different things to talk about. Um, again, 
I will do these for various award ceremonies, three-day events. I'm contemplating doing it for state visits um, because it seems like it might be easier, but I'm not sure if it will be. Um, we'll see what November brings, in all honesty. Um, and... If, like, Sweden were having the Nobel Prizes, again, they are not this year. Um, but if they were, we would have one for the Nobel as well, because that's a very long ceremony um, that takes up a lot of time. So, and it's a couple of days worth of events as well. Plus, there's uh, the Nobel Normal Prizes, and then there's the Nobel Peace Prize that happens in Norway. It's just a lot. Um, so... That is the end of this special episode. I am going to end it here. Please check out thedailyroyal.com, the Daily Royal on Instagram, where I have pictures of most of these events um, up and should have all of them up by the end of today um, and tomorrow when you're listening. So I will talk to you all on Monday for our regularly scheduled episode of events from Friday through Monday and I or Sunday. And I will talk to you all then. Bye.